Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Saturday. A special Daily Hammer, obviously, with the MLB trade deadline, as well as many other things going on right now when it comes to the world of Major League Baseball. Certainly plenty to talk about. Thank you for joining us on what should hopefully be a fun weekend for the Braves. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, if you will, um, with uh, Chris Willis and Stephen Tober, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and across all for, or all forms of social media, but also free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can again find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. Austin Riley is a freaking stud. <laughs> That's the best way to put it after the month of July that he is having. Another game with two or with a home run and two doubles, and it was more than enough as the Braves were able to beat the Diamondbacks five to two yesterday to get a good start to this series. And it was great to see the Braves overall bounce back after an off day after what had been a pretty, you know, rare start in terms of recent memory for the Braves losing three of their last four before their off day on Thursday. But coming back and having a great day like they did yesterday was great to see for the Braves. A five to two victory. Kyle Wright also, you know, again, once again, not dominant, but more than enough effectiveness from Kyle Wright. Six and two-thirds innings, five hits, two earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. It is so much fun seeing Kyle Wright be able to work his way out of jams like he did last night, you know, the Orlando Arcia um, throwing error, and, and kudos to Arcia. He made a couple of good plays after that to be able to hold off the, the Diamondbacks from scoring any runs, but seeing Kyle Wright in those situations have the confidence in knowing how to get out of those jams and being able to work around them. You know, in the past when those situations occurred, that basically would have, you know, done Kyle Wright in. He probably would have given up four or five runs because the errors would have led to walks, which which would have led to one big hit. But you can clearly tell, and it's been there all season, you can clearly tell that Kyle Wright is probably actually not even thinking more than he used to. He's just trusted his stuff. It's always been their stuff-wise. It's always been their talent-wise for Kyle Wright, and he continues to show now with a National League leading 13 wins on the season, he continues to show how special he has become. But of course, if we want to talk about special, and if we want to talk about truly historic, 
You just need to look at Austin Riley's month of July. David O'Brien of The Athletic pointed out that Austin Riley is on track to have a month unlike any Braves player has ever had outside of Chipper Jones. And, that, and that's what stands out. What Austin Riley is doing, you perhaps see happen maybe once every Major League Baseball season. That's how rare this month of July is for Austin Riley. To have as many at-bats as he has and to still be putting up the numbers that he is, you may see this once every Major League season, every other Major League season, but it's a rare occurrence. As a matter of fact, Austin Riley is only the fourth Brave over a 25-game span to have 40-plus hits, 20-plus extra base hits, and 10-plus homers. The other three, Rogers Hornsby, Henry Aaron, and Chipper Jones. That's some pretty darn good company for Austin Riley. So it's not just that he's hot. Austin Riley legitimately is doing something that is very rare. You've only seen it a handful of times in Braves franchise history. And again, you may see it once or twice, you know, every year, every other year when it comes to Major League Baseball. But here's the other thing that stands out. Austin Riley now is tied for, I believe it was fourth in the National League in FWAR. He is second in many offensive categories across the board, leads the National League in home runs, but is second in many offensive categories when it comes to uh, you know numbers, OPS, and things such as that. And only Paul Goldschmidt really is standing out as having a better offensive year across the board. But at the end of the day, it's hard to deny. You know, I know that Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are having an outstanding season as a duo. Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson are right up there. But the other thing to remember about Austin Riley's first half from this year is that he arguably had the best second half of any National League player last year. His second half of last year is what really started people talking. Now, it never was, you know, truly, he, he never truly was a realistic MVP candidate last year in my opinion. But this year, Austin Riley has emerged as a top three MVP candidate as of right now. I, I know that G Goldschmidt may have better numbers, but it is hard to deny with what Austin Riley is doing right now and the fact that he has now done it basically over a year plus in terms of, major, in terms of the Major League regular season. Austin Riley is as legitimate of an MVP candidate as you can find in the National League right now. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I saying I am saying that this is not last year. This is not Braves fans, you know, having bias towards him being just considered to be an MVP candidate. Austin Riley is a true MVP candidate and if he continues to hit like he's hitting right now, even if he were to cool off a bit. But if he continues to be productive, if he has a second half this year like he did last year, you can bet that Austin Riley will have a legitimate opportunity to be a National League MVP. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 
So last night was a lot of fun if you're a ba- fan of baseball in general as the first blockbuster of this year's uh, trade deadline went down. Uh, staff ace of the Reds, Luis Castillo, traded to the Cincinnati or to the Seattle Mariners and in exchange, the Cincinnati Reds got an absolute haul of prospect, including one of the top prospects prospects in baseball, Novelli Marte. So a lot of fun to see, you know, a team like Seattle, a team that's never won a World Series, a team that feels like that they certainly have a shot to make some noise in the AL playoffs, especially with the emergence of outfield phenom uh, Julio Rodriguez. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it's it's fun when you have an outfield phenom. The Braves would know just about as good as anyone. But of course, when it comes to the MLB trade deadline, you know, obviously as we've discussed, the Braves may not necessarily necessarily have, you know, the talent to go out and get a Castillo, especially if, you know, or a pitcher of Castillo's caliber, especially at the price that was just paid by the Mariners, but we do continue to see a a bit of of rumors, a bit of news nuggets out there when it comes to Buster Olney and now Mark Feinsand, who both have stated that the Braves continue to look for outfield help. It'll be interesting to see, you know, no real connection to names as of yet for the Braves, but it will be fun to see if the Braves can go and get a talent that they need. And as I've stated a few times this week, there's no one better at knowing how to go get an outfield piece uh, to add to the Braves lineup than um, Alex Anthopoulos. But of course, of course, the other thing that stands out is, and a bit more, you know, to me a bit more interesting to watch and see, what is... Alex Anthopoulos is going to do when it comes to going to get a starter. There's only been twice at the trade deadline since he's been in the Braves GM, or at least since 2018. He's only done it twice. He's done a good job of getting bullpen pieces, and he's done a great job of getting outfield pieces. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, is that twice, and both of those times were with the Orioles, Alex Anthopoulos went and got a starter. He got Kevin Gosman in 2018. He got Tommy Malone in 2020. Now, neither of those... Neither of those um, acquisitions really made that big of a difference, obviously, for the Braves. But it'll be interesting to see what Alex Antopoulos does when it comes to getting an arm, as it does seem right now that his focus remains on a bat. It'll be fun to see what he can do on both instances when it comes to adding to the Braves. So no, nothing real has, nothing you know, real significant has changed when it comes to the overall, you know, news rumors that are out there in terms of what the Braves are targeting. But it definitely does seem, at the very least, the Braves are certainly working through their options to try to find the best fits in a to find the best fits through trades in the next couple of days. But of course, speaking of current Braves whose situation certainly could be impacted by whatever moves the Braves make at the trade deadline, perhaps no perhaps no other Braves future could be impacted more by a potential trade the Braves make than Ian Anderson. And so that's why tonight makes it important for Ian Anderson to put together a good start. Ian Anderson on the mound for the Braves against Corbin Martin. You have to hope that the Braves once again can get some early offense going. Heck, if somebody wants to take the reins from Austin Riley and let him, you know, have a, you know, if Austin Riley wants to provide a home run or another extra base hit, that's fine. But, you know, hey, maybe a Ronald Acuna Jr. or some or a Marcelo Zuna, maybe one of those two could have a big night offensively to really get the whole lineup going for the Braves as we all have become accustomed to seeing over the past few months. But for Ian Anderson, again, as I stated um, on yesterday's Hammer, one start is not going to change a lot in terms of the overall view of Ian Anderson moving forward. But it would be a great 
reference point, for lack of a better way of putting it. Perhaps Ian Anderson could put together a good start, and that could lead to another good start. You know, as his next outing would potentially be, uh, yeah, would potentially be against the Mets. He, he potentially actually would start... Uh, let's see the second game against the Mets next week. So Ian Anderson getting the start tonight, if he can put together a good start, he potentially would be in line for his next start to be against the Mets, which obviously would be a much, you know, more important start in terms of scale with where the Braves are in the National League East. So going to be a really fun Saturday as it always is, but it's going to be really interest interesting to see how Ian Anderson goes out and performs. Hopefully he'll be able to put together a good start and be able to solidify his spot in the rotation. And then whatever move the Braves make eventually when it comes to the trade deadline, hopefully Ian Anderson will be able to become a reliable arm once again to add to whoever the Braves may get at the trade deadline. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Hope you enjoy your Saturday and another day of Braves baseball. You can find the Daily Hammer. There will be a new Battery Power podcast out tomorrow as well as Road to Atlanta and the podcast to be named later for lack of a better way of putting it with um, Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert. You can find all this great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Until then, have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.